Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. In this episode, I'm going to go over some odd pools for you. There's some ways to deal with these kind of oddball pools on your pool route. Everyone has one or two of these or runs into these over the course of doing pool service out there. So I'll go over some ways to deal with these odd pools and if you should even take one of these on when you're doing the bidding. Pool Service Pro, open a Leslie's Wholesale account today and receive wholesale pricing on products you use every day. Leslie's Pool Supply offers convenient locations that are open seven days a week. Another great benefit of opening a Leslie's Wholesale account is Leslie's Referral Program. Get referred to a customer looking for weekly pool service. Save time and money and grow your pool service route and become a Leslie's Pro. So a more common odd pool is one where the equipment pad is like extremely far away from the pool. Now, a lot of people don't want their equipment near their pool. I get it. I understand that, you know, it can be unsightly and noisy. But sometimes putting them, you know, 100 yards away is extremely ridiculous. I mean, some are okay. Some make sense putting them 20 or 30 feet away. And it's one of those things where it's fine. But if there, if there's one that's, I have one that was about um, a good 100 feet away from the pool, I think it was pretty far. It was a, a quite a walk from the equipment to the pool and I probably should have measured it, but I've had several that were a good 50 feet away from the pool, and I've had several that were actually below the pool, down a hill, and recessed into the hillside, and it's one of those things where having the equipment far away from the pool has its own set of problems. Number one, of course, you're walking pretty far to go turn the pool off and on if you had to go to the equipment. Another problem with these pools that have the equipment down below on a, on a side of the a hill is the fact that it's below sea level. And a lot of times this poses its own kind of problems, especially if there's a leak. I've had one that actually leaked one day and they had to call the fire department out there to turn everything off because it was getting into the neighbor's yard. I wasn't there, um, but they had told me the story. It was a previous pool service company that was doing the pool and that happened. And also, you know, when you're doing filter cleans or even emptying the pump basket, you got to turn off so many ball valves, and a lot of times the ball valves are, are broken off. You got to use channel locks, or you can put a tennis ball in the skimmer. But having the equipment below the sea level can be problematic. So I think it's odd. I think not a lot of pools have their equipment below sea level. So I would put that in the odd category. And I've had several of these on my route before. Now the pools that are far away and the, and the, and they're above the pool or level with the pool can be a problem because when you clean the filter. You go to prime the pump and it takes forever to prime this thing because invariably air gets in the line and it's got to pull the water 50 feet or 100 feet and this makes for a lot of extra work. I had one in particular that whenever I cleaned the filter, it would cause me so much problem priming it. Now luckily it had a attached spa so I could prime it from the spa pretty easily in some cases. Sometimes not, sometimes it wouldn't catch. But one of the things is you're going to have to be aware that if the equipment's far from the pool, you know, it's going to cause a lot of problem. Again, with priming, you're going to have issues if the water gets low and it loses its prime. So those are problematic. 
but sometimes if there's an attached spa, you can put everything in spa mode and then prime it from the spa. The reason you can do that is because the water is still in the line to the spa and you'll pull that water. And then what you want to do is slowly turn the valve to pool mode. If it's an automated system, use those little toggle switches on the actuator. And once you get some air being pulled in there, quickly turn it back to the spa section. And then every time you do this, you should get a little further towards pool section. Once you get to the halfway point between the spa and pool mode, it should be able to pull just enough to get it working. Now, if you have one of these that's far away from the pool without a spa, you're probably going to have to do a lot of praying that you can get this thing primed up. You may want to use a drain bladder and a skimmer to fill that lineup, but they are problematic. And so if you do pick up an account and you find equipment to be really far from the pool, just be aware that there are some issues with priming that could happen, especially if the pool is at the same level or maybe the equipment's above the pool. You shouldn't have this problem if the equipment is below the pool. It should always have water in the line because of gravity. You just have to be very sure that you turn all the valves off to the equipment so that you can take the filter lid off and clean the filter. I had one that was really complicated and there was valves like everywhere and I couldn't figure out you know which one was which and so it was trial and error. What I did is I took the filter lid off. Probably I wouldn't advise this now. I would probably advise just taking the pump lid off and because you can get the pump lid back on if you need to. The filter lid was a mistake on my part but then I just started turning valves until I, until I isolated the, the one that I needed. And then I marked them. And that's something that you may have to do. But if you take the pump lid off and water comes gushing out, you know that there's still a ball valve or something still open somewhere that you have to turn off. And make sure you turn off both the return ball valves as well as the suction ball valves. Because otherwise you're going to have water gushing out when you open up any equipment below sea level. So before I was doing the YouTube stuff, I had this pool that had an island in the middle. And if you listen to my podcast, you've heard me talk about this pool before. The customer left a rubber raft for me so I can row out to the middle. This is not a joke. There was like a small island in the pool. It was a pretty big pool, of course, because I had an island. So I would row out to this island and I would skim around it and I would brush you know, around it. It was really a ridiculous pool. I wish I had filmed it. I probably should go back over there because I still have the address. But, you know, it'd be kind of awkward walking back there and filming it. But basically, it was a very odd pool because of the island in the middle. You may have odd pools that have sheer rock formations on one side. Those are really a pain, in my opinion. If you can't access all the way around the pool, I really would hesitate to take that account because invariably you're going to get algae or problems on one side. And cleaning the pool from one side is really difficult. You also have this problem sometimes with infinity edge pools. Because you can't get to that far wall, of course, because it's an infinity edge. And there's really no way to stand over there because the tiles are slanted. And I find that sometimes it comes in handy to have the primate pole extension. So if you wanted to get a couple of these, they sell a 6-foot and an 8-foot extension. And you can put these on your standard you know, 17-foot telescoping pole and turn it into like a 24-foot pole. And I found this handy in brushing infinity edge pools from one side. So what you can do is stand near the infinity edge, put the extensions on there, and now your pool pole is gigantic. And so you can brush that side of the infinity edge. And I find this to be handy. You can even leave that those pole extensions at the stop. That way you don't have to carry them on your truck. And whenever you go to brush that infinity edge pool, just put the primate pole extensions on there and you should be good to go. But you may not want to hassle with that. And you may not even want to hassle with an infinity edge pool. I, I would put that in the odd pool category. 
because you're probably not going to have too many of those on your route. And they can be a real pain because they have the little trough that the water goes into that sometimes gets algae, gets really dirty. What I like to do with those is use the WaterTech Volt FX8 and you can vacuum those troughs really well. You could put a vacuum system in there too. Usually it'll fit a Riptide no problem or a Hammerhead because they're wide enough for that and you can vacuum those out pretty good. But sometimes, you know, getting the Infinity Edge to flow properly, getting the water to stabilize in the spillway area and all these things make the Infinity Edge pools a bit of a pain. And to top it all off, a lot of builders figure, you know, I want this beautiful looking pool and I want the deck to look spectacular as well. So what I'm going to do is I'm not going to put a skimmer in. I'm going to make this one of those, you know, magazine cover type pools. And so forget about the skimmer. I really hate when they put an Infinity Edge pool in with a skimmer because you can't manually vacuum the pool now. Now, if you're lucky enough and they have a side port, you can vacuum from the side port where the suction cleaner's at. But really, I really need a skimmer. I need to have the leaf debris picked up when it's not in, in Infinity Edge mode. But in reality, if you keep it in the Infinity Edge mode all the time, all the debris should go over the Infinity Edge, but not likely because sometimes it gets stuck on there and then it falls to the bottom of the pool. So to me, you know, I like the Infinity Edge pools that have a skimmer to where it goes into a regular pool mode. It's not dropping the water over the Infinity Edge and it's running in regular pool mode so that the skimmer can actually do something and get the leaf debris off the surface before it falls to the bottom. But that's just me. I don't really like these magazine cover pools without no skimmer. And to top it off, if you have one of these and the, and the builder puts in a D filter and there's no skimmer, you're kind of scratching your head thinking, how am I going to charge this D filter? I had one of those and it's really one of those things where it's counterintuitive. So clean a D filter. Of course, it's going to be below the sea level because usually the equipment on these fancy Infinity Edge pools are below down somewhere. Sometimes they may, may be against that wall of the house far from the pool I've never had an Infinity Edge pool where the equipment is like right there. It's usually way up there by the house or it's way down below the pool itself. Regardless of where the equipment's at, take the D filter apart, clean it really good, and then you can scoop the D directly on top before you put the lid back on. A little bit messy, but the D does kind of move everywhere in the, in the grid, so don't worry about it. Just pile it on top. Make sure you don't get any of it on the O-ring. And then put the lid back on, turn the pool back on, and the filter should charge itself. It's better if they have cartridge filters, but I've had a few of these where they just put D filters in. And you'll find that there's different configurations for these Infinity Edge pools. Some will have a separate pump and filter for the basin. Some will have all-on-one equipment. I find the ones with separate pumps better, but some of them will just have one main pump running everything. And you got to kind of mess with the valves to get everything set perfectly. So there, there's all kinds of different problems you're going to run into with the Infinity Edge pools for sure. Another pool that I think is kind of odd that you may have on your pool route is a really tiny pool. And you may think, well, this is easy to maintain. Problem is, if you've ever maintained any small body of water, sometimes it can be more difficult than a larger body of water. Getting the chlorine and pH balance in there, for some reason, can be more difficult than a larger pool. Well, mainly because there's less gallons in there, so you have to really you know, shrink the mat down to match that pool. And I find that the tiny pools have other problems as well. You know, you can't really put a automatic cleaner in there because they're really tiny. You can in some cases. I've had some where I put, you know, a small cleaner like the Little Rebel with maybe six hoses on it. But it looks kind of weird. 
And a lot of times the small pools get heavy bather loads in them. It's kind of weird. You know, they don't really use the big pool on your route, but they'll use this tiny pool and kill it. So there's all kinds of problems with these tiny little pools. I find that I, I like them, of course, because you can charge about the same for a regular size pool. And once you get it dialed in, they're pretty easy to manage. So if you have these tiny pools, you know, 5,000 gallons or 7,000 gallons, you'll tend to like them. It's just that the chemistry is something that you really have to work on. And make sure you measure correctly because I had a tiny pool that I measured wrong because I, I didn't really take the time to measure it, to be honest with you. I kind of eyeballed it and I was off by about, you know, a thousand gallons or more. So it's really important to measure these tiny pools carefully to prevent any kind of problems. And the same thing with very large pools. I mean, I would consider those to be odd also, at least in my area in California, to have something with 40,000 gallons or 45,000 gallons. Now, I've had these also. And one of the things you have to note is that what the number one rule with these large, large pools is never let it turn on you. If you have a large pool and it starts to get algae, you will have a very hard time getting this pool back in shape. Number one, you're going to use a lot of chemicals to get it back because it's such a large body of water. And number two, it's just so much work brushing and trying to clear up a large pool. It's like doing three or four pools at once. And most of the time, I hate to say it, but these large pools have an undersized filter on them. And it's one of those things where that's a big factor as well. So the number one rule that I use when I have a big pool on my route is to never let it turn. You know, two black pool RXs in the skimmer baskets, and hopefully it has two pumps and two filters. And you just want to make sure that you're on top of that pool. Keep the chlorine level high all the time so that it never turns on you. Because again, once a big pool turns on you, it's just really hard and complicated to make, to get that pool back to blue again. Another type of pool you might run into is when the builder wanted to be like an engineer and he wanted to work for Jandy. And maybe he was the person who wanted to develop the JEP-R controller. And so he put in tons of equipment, tons of pumps, tons of water features, tons of ball valves, tons of things that are necessary. And so you get to this account and there's five pumps lined up. There's 20 ball valves. There's four different water features. And this is one of those things where it's like, okay, if you're new to the business, this is a pool that you definitely want to pass on. And if you're a veteran, you may even want to pass on this pool anyway, because there's probably solar. There's so many things with this pool that, you know, you would you would get a headache trying to figure out where all this plumbing goes. I had a pool where I still couldn't figure out there was a Jandy valve and, and there was a pipe somewhere. And I could, for the life of me, not figure out where it led, what it did. I, my final thought was that the builder was putting something in and he just changed his mind on it. So it was kind of like a pipe in nowhere. I would turn the Jandy valve on this thing and try to figure out what, what it controlled and nothing changed in the pool. So I just kind of left it as maybe this thing was put in, but it had nowhere to go. And it's one of those things where if you get a pool that's that complicated, you definitely need to really think about, you know, play the tape to the end. What if there's a problem with this water feature? What if I do this? Sometimes you never have to touch any of that stuff. It's all kind of running on its own, but sometimes you do have to mess with it. So just be aware that if the pool has like a, a array of four or five pumps and tons of water features and tons of things going on with the automated system, you may want to pass on that pool because it may be overly complicated. So that's something to consider. If you don't understand the equipment, you could probably research it and try to understand it. 
And you'll find a lot of these complicated systems on commercial accounts where they have like four skimmers, they have multiple filters, you have your own spa equipment with a couple skimmers on there. So these can be daunting as well. So if you're going to break into the commercial realm and you do get an equipment room that looks like it's in a submarine somewhere, you definitely want to maybe think twice about it or consult someone that can walk you to the equipment. There's plenty of pool pros out there that do commercial pools for a living and you can pass that pool on to them and let them deal with the submarine equipment room. And I think you just have to understand that there's a learning curve out there dealing with complicated equipment, dealing with pools that have equipment far from them, and dealing with pools that have weird like sheer rock formations on one side. There's all different things that you're going to learn in the business, and especially with the Infinity Edge pools. The more of these you take on and do over the years, the better you are to handle them. And you can troubleshoot them a lot easier. If you just have one Infinity Edge pool and you're just starting out, it can be very complicated and daunting. But just be aware, even for the veterans out there, some of these setups are really complicated for us even. to get everything modulated correctly. So it's not just you. It's just the whole nature of the Infinity Edge pools. Equipments are, are usually different from each other. They operate differently. And getting things set up is complicated. You can default to the builder in some cases if it's a new Infinity Edge pool. Meet the builder there. I've done this before where I had one where I just couldn't get, it was a like a double infinity edge pool. They had a spa spillway that went into a little basin and then they had the pool that was in an infinity edge pool also. And I couldn't get the spa modulated to where it was running over into the basin with the pool infinity edge working, running over into the basin. So the builder came out, he adjusted some things. We adjusted the speed on the pump that was controlling that. And we were able to get both to work the infinity edge on the spa and pool at the same time. So you can default to the builder if necessary. If he's still around, have him come out there and tweak the system with you. But bear in mind that there are some pools you just may want to pass on when you're doing the bidding. If you're looking for the podcasts I recorded, you can find those on my website, swimmingproolearning.com. On the banner, click on the podcast icon, and that'll take you to a drop-down menu of the podcast recorded. And if you're interested in the coaching program that I offer, you can learn more at poolguycoaching.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a great rest of your week and God bless. Real quick, if you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at getskimmer backslash poolguy. Again, that's getskimmer backslash poolguy. Skimmer, everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app.